music is, is acting the way it is, Lord, it doesn't matter. All your anointing runs this service, Father. And all we need is your anointing, God. And we thank you for your word, Lord, that's going to set us apart to the anointing, God. So that we can live in the anointing 24-7, God. We're not called to live in the anointing just three times a week. We're called to live in it. Like, live in it, Father. I thank you, Lord, that it's your will for heaven to be done on earth. Not earth to be done on heaven, but heaven to be done on earth, Father. And we thank you. Who, 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 who all... Who all listened to the, uh, or watched the, read the post today? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of vital for it, but read it after if you didn't. This message is called, Feed My Sheep. Feed My Sheep. And God is trying to, is trying to take us, because I hear everybody from... West of America, East of America, North of America, South of America, all over America, all over the world saying, I want to do the will of God. I'm doing the will of God. I'm going to do what He has planned for me. Well, whatever that is, I'm not going to let anybody else tell me what the will of God is. He's going to tell me. And you're half right. But today, we're going to discern more because the Word of God, because many people are saying they have a relationship with God, but then they're in religion. So what's up with that? Many people are saying they have a relationship with God, but and then they're in falsehood. So what are you having a relationship with? The Word of God is here to separate us so that we can have a real relationship. Not say we have a relationship and listen to some strange voice and then pretend we're, we're with God, with the Father, and saying, Hey, Daddy, oh, yeah, how you doing? Okay, you had a good day, too? No, we need to hear the real voice of God. We need to hear it with power to not just hearing God, but actually having... Knowing, I, I will know that you hear God by your fruit. That, the, the, that things in your life, he's, His hand is in. That's what, fruit of, that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. Is, his, is the hand of God in your life. It's not just because you have a smile on it, because you seem peaceful all the time. Those are parts of it. But at the, it's the, the joy and peace that He's talking about is in the Spirit and not in the face. So we need to... The Word of God is here to discern us so we can actually... Have that relationship with the Spirit. That's right. The Word of God is setting us apart from the world, but it's not just setting us apart so we don't watch TV anymore. The Word of God is setting us apart so that we can actually live in the Holy Ghost. And not just say that we do and tell everybody and come up with all these spiritual words and have all this divination. How many people were talking in the Bible, even casting out devils, those sons of Sceva, but they didn't even have the Holy Spirit. So you can be doing the works of God, you can be saying you're hearing God, you can be coming up with prophecies, and you can actually be moving in a gift that God has given you, but not actually have Him. And that's the saddest thing happening today, is that people are moving in a gift, and they think it's the anointing, and they think it's God is in it, but they're actually striving, and there is a gift that God gave them, because it said the gifts are without repentance, meaning that God can give them a gift, but if they get off, then they can still move. you can still have a prophetic gift, and move in it, actually give accurate words, but it may not even be God. It may actually, it's just, it's just your gift, yeah, but it's not even in God's will. You can give an accurate word to say, oh, your license plate number is so-and-so, but it's not at all, or, or, or it is, and, but God wasn't doing that. See, people, when people move with the gift without the Holy Spirit, they do things, but it's all on their own will. So yeah, and that's the sad, that's the craziest thing, is... They're using their gift, and people think, and they think that they're bringing people to God, 
But they're actually just drawing people to themselves. And all you see is these prophets. Like John was telling me about this prophet in Texas that I saw on Facebook. And he's all about it. And then he's, people throw money at him. He's got, he looks like a homosexual practically. He's, he's flaunting himself. He's got these, he looks like Benny Hinn wearing these white jackets, like silver platted or something. And he's doing, and he's all about, it's all about him. He's got the, the fro, not like mine, but like, it's like way up here like a Slim Jim. He's like, he's all out there like he's Mr. American Idol. But what, what's the problem? He's not moving in the anointing yet. People are flying off the shelves or off the, off the seats because he's moving in a gift. Benny Hinn may have been moving in a gift, but, and I know there was times he was moving in anointing, but was there times where he was just moving in a gift and it wasn't the anointing? Because the, the gifts are irrevocable. We have many people doing that today. So we need to actually understand what is, okay, God has called me, he has a destiny. Yes, so-and-so is not going to be the same as so-and-so, and so-and-so is not going to be the same as that. Steve uh, is not going to be the same as Ron. Ron's not going to be the same calling as Chase. But there's one focal point of, of the will of God for every single person. Yes, some are called to be apostles. Are all called to be apostles? No. Some are called to be prophets. Are all called to be prophets? No. Some are called to prophesy. Some are called to uh, pray. You know, be a prayer warrior. Is are all called to the same things? No. But there is one thing we are called to do, and that's to feed the sheep. Okay. So I didn't even know I was gonna. The whole day I was just like, do I preach God or what am I doing? I'm getting a word. But see, when you when you feed him, when you when you get this today. And you actually live for this today and understand that the Holy Spirit is doing everything in your life because it's for the body. The Holy Spirit is doing everything in your life because it's so that you can serve the body of Christ. It's so that if it wasn't to serve the body of Christ and it was just to bring him onto you, why wouldn't he just take you up? Just do it, God. You want me to be with you? Then take me. But he wants you, he wants you to, to, to possess him and then bring him to others so he can possess them and he can live with them because that's what he's burning for. So what are you burning for? Are you burning for, you say you're burning for God, but are you burning for the things that God is burning for? Because if you're not burning for the things that God is burning for, you're not burning for Him. To live with, to, to be one with Him is to hate what He hates and love what He loves. But yet, you love the things He hates and you hate the things that He loves and you're saying that you're serving Him? You're saying that you're doing His will? Uh-uh. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it today. Matthew 6.22-23. through 23. What are you burning for? That's what God's asking you too tonight. What are you burning for? You say you're burning for God, but are you really burning, like in the post are you really burning for the systems of the world? You're trying to take the kingdom and change the system. You're trying to change your culture. You're going to try to change your business. Well, guess what? That ain't the will of God. And the word of God today is going to show you that if you're not burning for what he's burning for, not just to burn for him, it's to burn with what he's burning for. And we're going to get to that today. We're going to discern the will of God today. Because everything that's going on in your life is to bring you to this. Feed my sheep. Matthew 6, 22-23. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light is in the... the, the is in... That's not right. So I think I copied it wrong. The darkness, how great is that darkness? So, there's darkness in your life, there's fear, there's depression, what's going on? Well, you say you're, you're serving God, you say you're one with Him, you say this, you say that. 
But there's fear and the pressure in your life. There's discouragement all the time. Why are you battling the same things? Why are you going around the mountain? You're going after Him, but then people go after Him, and then the Holy Spirit comes, but because the Holy Spirit is not leading us to do how we think we want Him to do it, according to our destinies and lust, we deny Him. And then we start building ourselves up for our own way, or how we think God's way is, and we start thinking it's the Holy Spirit because we build ourselves up. We, we've, we've built a little, a little foundation and we've got confident all of a sudden because the devil hasn't knocked us down yet. The winds and rains hasn't come to knock us down yet. So we feel confident for a little bit. We get stirred up. We feel on fire. We're in a false church and we're feeling on fire. But you're not on fire. Why? Because you're not, your eye, maybe, you may, be, you may say with your lips that, you're focused on Him. You're all about Jesus. You can have all the same rhetoric. But if your eye is not really focused on Him, then it's full of darkness. Why are you full of darkness? Because you're not focused on Him. Because your eye, it says, if your eye be single, what is He talking about? He's talking about, be single on me. He was telling the disciples, be single on me. And what is it to be focused on Him? It's not to just think about Him and say, oh God, you're good. People think focusing on God is saying, Okay, I wake up, I say the Our Father prayer. Praise God. Okay, yeah, I got my, I put God first. I'm focused on Him. Put Him first, so let me do the rest of what I want to do now. No. To be focused on Him is to do what He's doing for your life. It's to do, it's to go where He's going. But where is He going? What is He doing? That's going to determine why you may be going around the mountain in certain areas of life because you need to get your focus fully on Him. And it said, how great is that darkness? Because some of us, well, we focused on him, but then we're focused a little bit too much on our family. And then we're trying to swerve his focus on what he's doing to fit our little thing. We're trying to like do a little sec, you know, we're trying to change it up a little bit. We're trying to get God to conform to our, but it said be not conformed to the world. The world is your flesh. So let's say this, be not conformed to your own flesh and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by him. We need to let go of these little things that we're doing on the side because this is why we're, we're in darkness. This is why we're, we're, the enemy comes in our life. And people have been having dreams lately. And We were in here yesterday. Victoria said she saw snakes everywhere. We're getting all these dreams about snakes and Leviathan and, and these words coming. Why? Because our eye is not single. Our eye is double. We're looking at Jesus, but we're looking at our destiny. It can even be things that God has called you to. Maybe God is calling you to leadership eventually. But if you're focused on being a leader, he's going to take you out. I've seen people that, they're so focused, they're called, they want God, yeah, they love it, they're genuine, but then they get focused too much on what they're, on what they're called to eventually. Maybe they're called to be a leader, and then God takes them out. You're too focused, and then what happens? Because you're so focused on doing that one thing that you try to do it in the flesh, and then that's where discouragement and everything runs. It says if you walk by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the deeds of the flesh. And if you don't fulfill the deeds of the flesh, you will not have to deal with the consequences of the flesh. And the consequences of the flesh is anything that the enemy throws on you. Torment, he, he, uh, uh, depression, anything you're feeling, well, you need to close the gap. You need to close up some uh, uh, breaches. There's some breaches where the enemy's getting in and you need to figure out where it's going on. Because it's not... The enemies just can't decide to come to you unless God's testing you. There's times, but God protects you when he's testing you. But there's times where the enemy comes in and you're like, well, oh, well, the enemy just wants to come to me today. No, it's because you opened something. Because 
Your lust all of a sudden changed things. You open the door. And I'm not talking, when I say lust, I'm not talking about things people struggle with. I'm talking about I'm wanting to be this, wanting to be this too much. And yeah, that's fine. You can be a leader in the body of Christ. You can uh, do this. You can desire a husband or a wife according to God. But if that gets so focused, you get so focused on that. That's when you're going to stop burning for him. You're going to start burning for the other thing. And then that other thing you're going to be burning for and you're going to say, I'm burning for God. But you're not. You're deceiving yourself. Feed my sheep. John 21, 15 through 19. Why? Why am I, why am I so... Why do I get even sickness sometimes? This, 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 not all, I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's all sickness, but there's sickness sometimes that comes in because your eye is not single. You're double. Maybe it's single for a whole year, but then 2020 comes around, and then you, 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 maybe you get a dream. Maybe God shows you a dream. You're called to this. You're called to that. Or this. And, but then you get so focused on it. That's the problem. Is you get, it's good to have, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's when you, get, when you start serving that dream more than you start serving Him. And we're going to learn today about what, what, about serving. And we're not called to be focused on, if, our, if we're ever focused on anything in this world, like the seven-headed beast, like entertainment, arts, government, our job, our family, religion, if we're focused on any of that, that means we have darkness in our eye. That means we have lost, it says, if we, if we ever lose Hold on, let me show you what God told me yesterday. If you guys didn't read the message today, shock the system on Facebook. God says this. If you try to go change the systems of the world, the systems of the world will change you. You try to go out and do these, there's these people preaching the seven mountain thing saying, oh, we got to take over the mountains, we got to take over the entertainment, the business industry, that industry, and we got to bring the kingdom. We gotta take, we're going to take over the government. But I'm telling you, you try to do that, it's a swindle, it's a, it's a bait and switch. Because you're going to go try to do that, and you're so focused on thinking that God is telling you to go there and do that, and then all of a sudden, you're, so, you're in the world again. All of a sudden, you don't even, you're not, you don't burn like you used to. You've lost your first love. You're so entangled in work, and then you try to justify, you say, well, well I preach to a few people at work, I do that. But that's not what God's doing. God's like, God didn't sign you up to preach to a few people at work and make a ton of money. That's not what it's about. You're, he's... I've seen people at work less and they make more. So what are you doing? Some people are striving. That's what it said. It says the root of all evil is money because most of the time it is money. And that's why we get so focused on the job. We get so focused on this, but we're and we think God's sending us. Oh, God told me to go work there, and then and then maybe God didn't even tell you to do that because you want to work there so bad. You've come up with your own. Sometimes we want something so bad that. We spawn a dream from the enemy because it's an open door. And then we get a dream that confirms it. But it's not even from God. The enemy comes in because you open the door to your own lust. And then he shows you a dream. Oh, and then you hear some strange voice of the dream. Go work at um, uh, Model Sporting Goods. And then all of a sudden you think it's God because it was a dream. I don't know. It was a dream. But you want it so bad that the enemy said, okay, let's come in agreement. When two come in agreement... For the kingdom of darkness, it breeds destruction. But when two come in agreement for the kingdom, it sends 10,000, 100,000 to flight. We need to come in agreement with God and we'll see that 100,000 go to flight. We'll see that 100,000 get saved in one night. Feed my sheep, John. 
John 21, 15 through 19. Anybody need a second? Turn there? No? You guys seem quiet, man. I feel, I'm feeling a fire in my heart, so I don't know. God's asking you what you're burning for tonight, so... Are you burning? We're gonna get, we're gonna get down to we're gonna determine tonight if you're really burning for him tonight or not. Because if you're not burning for this message, what this message is telling you right here, you're not burning for him. To be focused on what he's focused—that's what people think. They take okay, focus on him. Okay, so that means just think about him all day, or put on the Bible on the screen all day, or just do everything. And, 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 and put God in the subject. No, to be focused on Him is to know Him and to know the works thereof. To know what He's doing and do it with Him. We're not called to be used by God. We're called to partner with God. So if, if we're partnering with God and we're His bride and we're to be His servant, then we're not doing, saying, God, come over here, let's save this one. No, He's saying, you come over here and let's save this one. And we're saying, okay, I will obey. So many people are trying to pull his hand this way and say, let's go over here. But he's saying, "Uh uh-uh. You can go by yourself. God's a gentleman. Go, go ahead. You want to go striving? Go. I'll be waiting here when you come back. And you're crying. You're depressed. But you don't have to be depressed. If you just obey me and not worry about your dream of how I'm supposed to be, everything will be all right. John 21, 15. You there? 15 through 19. I don't know. It's like a habit. I got to get rid of it. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? They just got the fish. They were just going to sail because Jesus left. And he's like, well, Jesus left, so what does that mean for me? Let me just go out and just go do back to what I was doing. He didn't know what to do. He thought, well, I guess I served my time. Maybe I'm going to heaven. I spent three years with Jesus. Everything's all cool. I heard the word, so... What do I do now? Let me just, I guess I'll just go back to my job and make that the focus. And Jesus questioned him when he bring it. Then he said, throw your net to the right. And it's because they were striving and striving to get the fish. And that's what many people, many of us are doing. We're, because we're not in the will of God. Where'd there you go? He went in the room? Oh, you're leaving? No, no, no. He was Oh, okay. I was going to say, if he's in there, make sure the, the thing goes. Um, uh, and, were, and that's what many of us are doing. We're striving and striving. To, to make spiritual, uh, fleshly things happen, but Jesus can just say, okay, just throw your net to the right. You'll get, that, you'll get everything you need. You'll get all the money you need. You'll get, your household will be supplied, and you have even on top of that. But if you just obey me, it'll happen. But no, uh, what's his name? Was trying to throw the, the net in the water, because getting nothing and nothing, and finally Jesus said, throw your net to the right. Jesus, we threw the net to the right a thousand times. What, okay, I guess I'll do it. And what happened? There was so much fish... That he could, they couldn't even bring it up, and and even when they brought the fish back, there was the net didn't break. So God held everything together, and I, I pulled the scripture out today, but I just know it off memory. Seek the kingdom and all and, and all its righteousness. That's a key there. Seek the kingdom, but not just the kingdom, but all its righteousness. So its righteousness is what is right by the kingdom, and what is right by the kingdom is to save souls, is to keep souls, is to bring the sons to the father and the fathers to the son. This is what God is doing. This is the main point. It's, to, it's, to, it's, to, it's all about Him. It's all about bringing people to Him. It's all about you getting intimate with Him, 
being set apart to get intimate with Him, and getting others there too. So if that is not the will of God for you, think that's there's more than that. That's where you're getting out of it. Yes, you may call to have a job. Yes, you may call to be, have a family, but not in your context. Yes, you may be called to uh, maybe you're, you may be called you may work in the system, but you're not supposed to be of it. When it says come out of the systems of the world, it doesn't say okay you can't work now. It's saying don't be so entangled like the world is. Don't be so focused like the world. Don't be so ingrained like the world is. The world gets a, a job and it dictates their life. And Jesus is telling you not to be dictated by it. So many people, are, uh, Christians, are trying to be like Tim Tebow. Oh, if I could just be like Tim Tebow. But he's Christian. At least he prays on the field. And, 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 and does, but he's not doing what God's doing. Yeah, I'm not saying. What, maybe God's calling you to be a football player. But he's calling you to do what he's doing. Is that where he's calling you to go? Okay, good. But if he's calling you to go there, there's a purpose there more than just you being successful and having your great destiny that you want so bad on the earth. Your destiny is so that your destiny can serve others. It says, let me, oh man, I'm getting ahead, man. I'm just trying to go to all these other scriptures here. Let me just, yeah. Man, I'm going to have to go there anyway. It said to be the best in the kingdom is to be a slave of all. He didn't come, Jesus didn't come to be served, he came to serve. Does that mean you're going to go get the, the, uh, the chicken noodle soup every time we have a hot dinner and you're serving now? No, that doesn't mean servant. What it means to serve is to, do, is to serve the kingdom and do what, it's, what he's doing for the people, for the body. And that's being the best of all. Is doing not what you want, how you want it, but doing how he is doing it. And what he is doing is for the, the people, is for the others. You're called to, your, your whole life is, is revolved around Christ. And if your whole life is called, his, his world is, is revolved around us. So if your, your life is revolved around him, then you revolve, your life is going to be revolved around he, what he's revolving around. And he's revolving around his own people. So if, that's, if you guys are one, and you guys are working together, then that means you're both burning for the same thing. So if you're burning for him, you're burning for the body of Christ to be raised up in the full stature of Christ. You're, you're getting your wife, you're getting your husband, you're getting your bank account, you're getting your, your job, you're getting this, that, and the third, the, your family, you're being involved in this, that, and the third, not for your own benefit, not because it's what you want, it's so that you can serve the people, so that you can serve the body of Christ. Not everybody serving the body of Christ doesn't mean you come up here and preach every day. So everybody has a different gift. Everybody has a different calling. You may be called to be an apostle. You may be called to be an intercessor. You may be called to maybe and and and, and, and you may be called to a small calling and then something God has something you something bigger for the for the road later. But it's whatever God is gifting you with that moment. That's how you serve the body of Christ. Maybe God's only excuse me calling you to just distribute the food. But if that's what he's calling you to do, you're serving the sheep. You're feeding the sheep. That's what it means to feed the sheep. Feed the sheep doesn't mean just, just preach. It means do what he's doing for the for for do what he's doing by his will. But what he's doing by his will is for their for his will for them. For the for the others. That doesn't mean, okay, he's called me to be a servant of all. Let me just try to serve as best. Let me just do everything for everybody. Let me go over the house, do their dry cleaning. Let me do this, that, and the third. Let me go wash, do their washing machine. But no, it means to to he's he's God is already serving the people by giving them.
by empowering with the kingdom, by, by doing whatever he's doing for them, and you're working with him in that. Everybody, when we come, when we come to this place, we're not coming for ourselves. We're not coming just because we want to be touched. Yes, we're, we're coming because we want that, that close intimate relationship with God. We want, we want to feel the presence of God, blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's all true. But you're actually coming here being fed to raise to be raised up so that you can feed. You're be, you're being raised up so that you can be you may not be an apostle. I'm not saying that everybody's called to be an apostle, but you're called to be raised up into your gifting, into what you're called to so that you can give to the sheep. Whatever you're blessed with is for the sheep. It's so that yeah, okay, God blesses you with a house. He's not saying bring all the sheep in now. Don't get it twisted either. He's, he's giving you a house because he's fulfilling your joy so that you can fulfill his joy and doing what he's doing. Because he don't want you, you, you know, he puts you in a shack and you want it to live in a bigger house. Hey, God, I got kids, you know. Don't put me in a shack, man. Come on. So he's, he put, maybe he puts you in a bigger house so you're not focused, so focused on that. So depressed about that. So, so down about that. He needs that to die in you because to die... To be dead in Him is to be alive to all of them. For Him. Not on your own accord because we got so many people feeding, 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 feeding. But they're feeding falsehood, they're feeding religion. And it's not working out. You need to do it with Him. With Him. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Maybe that's what you're saying. God, you know I love you. He said to him, then tend my sheep. He said to him, a second time, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. 17. Just so you know, if you're following along, kind of skip the extra talk there. It was an extra talk, but just try to simplify it. Mine's like the old King James version. 17. 16. Oh wait, sorry. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? He's like, what? okay, God, what are you trying to say? Third, three times again, what are you annoying me? Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, then feed my sheep. He's saying to you, you saying you love him? Feed a sheep. Serve the body. What are you called to do? You need to go do that. That's, that's supposed to be the focus. Because if you're focused on him, your focal point is, is what he's doing. So, and that's your foundation right there. Is what he's doing is how I focus on him. And if you're doing what he's doing, then you need that. What he's doing is, to, is feeding the body. What he's doing is taking his little ones and taking them close. That's all he's focused on. I'm going to pull up a scripture and I'm going to tell you, and some of you are going to maybe be shocked to hear what it says because it says, I'm not, Jesus says he's not even praying for the world. What? What about all I heard of the Catholic Church and this church and that church? They're all praying for the nations. They're praying for the government. They're praying for Donald Trump. Aren't we supposed to pray for the government? No. Is that what Jesus said? Just because they're doing it doesn't mean you do it. You need to find out for yourself what the Word of God is saying. Not just in this book, but you needed to get it to get it revealed from heaven. He's saying, and he and he says, I feel like I, I can't even read the scripture. I'm just getting ahead. 
He's saying to that he's not praying for the world. He's praying for those that he's called to himself. And those that are already established in him. That they would be kept by him. Jesus said that to the Father. I don't pray. He told the disciples, I don't pray for the world. But I pray for the sheep that you've given me, Father. So stop. We need us. Some of us probably are not even. They don't, we don't come here, but we go in our little closet. And we're saying, oh God, pray for Donald Trump. You need to stop it. He's praying for his sheep. He's focused on them. It's, that's why they're called the apple of his eye. They're the apple of his eyes because that's all he cares about. That's all he's focused on. So if that's all he cares about, that's all he's focused on. What are you focused on? What do you care about? Why uh, is everything in your life all of a sudden a care to the extent that it's passing surpassing God? Because you're not realizing that you're living for the sheep and everything that you have and that thing that you focus on is also that your joy can be fulfilled, that you can fulfill his joy, which is to, to serve his people. To serve his people, the kingdom. We need to get this because I'm telling you, it'll change things. It will. We need to change our foundation. Because we try to be led by the Spirit, but then we can't tell. Who, who wants to get out of that, 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 that place where we get stuck where we don't know if it's God or not? Well, the Word of God is going to separate you from the soul and, from, and separate your soul and spirit so that you can tell what is of God and what's a strange voice. How many of you want to stop speaking words of God that you think is of God, but then you end up finding out it's the enemy or it was yourself? Me too. I do too. Half the time, there's sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if this is God or not. I'm just, and then I'm sitting there struggling, oh my God. But the Word... You want, you want to get out of that place and you want to be like bold like a lion and just be like, bam, this is it. I know this is it. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I know this is what God said. You need the word of God. We need to covet the word of God because it is God. And when we eat it, it's going to make us do the same things that he's doing and go the same places that he's going. It's not just to come to church and feel his presence. His presence is not the, the main thing. His presence is so that you can come to him more and you will accept the truth. The anointing is so that you will break the yoke in yourself and break your will so that you can accept the truth and follow Him. Because when you find out, when you get closer to Him and closer to Him, even at this stage, you're going to be horrified at the things because you're going to be so dead and you're not going to like it right now. So that's why God's taking you inch by inch because if He took you three feet that you want to get to in one day, you probably wouldn't do half of the things that He's telling you to do then because He's prepping you for that day. He's prepping you slowly but surely because... This, this things that Jesus said to the Pharisees or the disciples, one of them, he said, if I told you the mysteries of heaven, you wouldn't even believe me. If I told you, th- I think he told the disciples that too, and they were seeking him. He said, if, you, if, you, if I told you some things that are going on in heaven, you wouldn't even believe me at all. So we need to believe him now in the small things that he's telling us and, and take advantage of the word that's being planted here. Because how will you believe him in the truth that comes next year? When the truth that comes even tomorrow because if you're not receiving the foundation, we have one, two, three, four construction workers in here or people that have worked in construction. So what do you, what do you, what is it? What is it? Construction workers, you need to have the, the second floor. You need the first floor, don't you? To have the first floor, you need the bottom that covers the ground between the ground and the house, right? You need to lay the concrete down. So if you don't have the concrete down, you're trying to build a second floor. What are you doing? And then you wonder, well, what the heck? Why am I floating? But you don't have a foundation. And the foundation is the word of God. We need to covet this because this is what is going to bring spiritual growth. And we have problems with...
you know, this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to cherish and value coming here. It's by realizing that the only way that I'm going to be raised up, the only way that I'm going to walk in my destiny, the only way that this vision is going to be fulfilled in me is if I eat and I grow and I eat and I grow and I drink some more and I eat some more and I love it. Because those that love him love the truth. We need to, get, we need to value the word and we'll value this place. We will value the people that are here serving you. You will value everybody around you, even if they only give a prophetic word once a month, you will value it because you know that in it is the only way you get to the next stage. We need to value the Word of God. That's a big deal to God because the Word of God is Him. You want Him so bad, you better want the Word. You better be excited for Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, whatever it is, Wednesday, Friday. You better be excited for it because in it is going to be the future for you. The future in Him, not in your own lust. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him, okay, I already read all that. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Before you were saved, you may have been doing what you were doing, and some, some of you may even be doing what you're still doing on your own right now. But now he's saying, let me gird you, and let me take you, and let me take you to a place that you know not of, and I will show you the mysteries of heaven. Skip to, skip to the... Oh no, that's it. Oh, and then at the end of that, he's also prophesying about Peter's death, but then he, but then he says right at the end of all that, follow me. Follow me through the deserts. Follow me through the wilderness. Follow me through the hard places. Because when you get there, at the end, there's going to be sheep waiting for you. And they're going to be looking for you to give them something that you haven't been entrusted with from heaven. You are being tempered. You are being tested. You are being tried. You are being thrown up against the wall. Because you are being tested and refined so that you can feed the sheep. And you can be entrusted with something from heaven. Because to be given something from heaven is not a light thing. It's not something God just passes out like candy. He entrusted with that person. He says, I know this person won't deny me. I know this person won't turn it over. And some, unfortunately, still bury the gift later on because they get deceived. They bury their little coin. But the guy, you know why God was furious at the one guy that buried the coin? Well, God, that's all you gave me. But he was furious because it said that coin wasn't even actually for you. Yeah, it was for you to multiply, but it was for other people to have a harvest. In their life too. So you're actually being selfish when you're not using your, walking in your gift. Because the gift is not for you. Why are you struggling all the time? Why are you still getting offended with everybody all the time? Because you're using, yeah, you may be walking in your gift. You may be doing what you're supposed to do. But you're looking for some kind of feedback. You're looking for somebody to praise you. But you don't understand that it's for them. And it's for them to decide what they feel about it. And you need to be happy that you're just serving the Father because to serve the Father is to feed the sheep. We need to get it because if we don't, this is our focus is to feed the, is to, is to, is to, is to serve His body. Dinner, lunch, whatever it is. You, got only, you only got a snack to serve, serve it. Be faithful with it. And He'll give you even more. We need to change our mindset. That's what we're doing. We know this, but we don't know this. 
This is the focus. This is what God is, 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 is really trying to get you on is that you're here not to just get to the next level, just to complete your destiny. But your whole destiny is all about, is all about me manifesting myself through you for them. For them. This is going to, I hope, this destroys selfishness in some of us. Because it will. Because when we realize that what everything is going on in my life for is for them. And it's not, it's, it is for me. But it's not for me to just be successful. It's for me so that I can be transformed here. So that I can be changed inside. And then when I'm changing, they're going to be changing. Because the anointing that's flowing in me is flowing from my beard and it's flowing on them. When you have the anointing in your life, it's contagious. It ain't going to stay in there. It's going to explode. It's not like the Dead Sea. It's going to let out and everybody around you is going to feel it. And they're going to benefit from it. Because it's about, because in God's kingdom, it is about them. Feed my sheep. You love him? Well, feed his sheep. Do what he, obey his commandments. Because when you obey his commands, and his commandments are just not, don't steal, don't touch, don't do that. It's his commandments are anything that he's saying to you. Because when you do that, you will feed the sheep and, he will, and you will fulfill his joy and he will fulfill your joy. Your gifts are not to be used for anything other than to serve the body of Christ to feed the sheep. That's what it's for. We're not here to feed people seeking spiritual help. Everybody's always going to the churches saying, oh... We're going to get to uh, one of the scriptures that this, a lady actually does this. Oh, uh, bless me. Just bless me for, because, you know, I want to do, help this cause. I, I want to, somebody needs some help. Their, their, their son is sick. But, you know, Jesus, you can notice that he got grieved sometimes when people just came because someone was sick. Because he knew, yeah, he heals them. But then are they serving the, are they going to, are they getting set free after that? Are they being saved? Set free isn't just healed from a sickness. He's talking about, the, set freedom, the freedom that He wants in your life is freedom on to, be, to live with Him. He's setting, he sets you free out of the gates of hell so that you can come into the gates of heaven. Not so that you can just be free from the gates of hell. And that's the problem. We just want to be free from the gates of hell. But we're being free from the gates of hell to be free to come out to His gates where He dwells. That's the whole point. People just want to get out of heaven to get to... Just want to get out of hell to get to heaven, but it's not even about heaven or hell. It's about... Being one with the Father and the Father coming to the sons. And we have prophets that are just giving people words like this. I can't, oh yeah, this says the Lord. Oh, you'll be healed. Oh, let's just pray for everybody that's sick in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the comas just because that's what Jesus did. And, you know, that we just got to do that. And people need help and we feel bad for them. No, it's not about that. We heal the, we heal the sick so that they can be healed from eternal, from, from life torment, so that they can be healed from living with Satan's and living in Satan's palace, and they can be free to live with him in his palace. That's the whole point. We just want to go heal people because we want to look good. We want to look anointed. We need to, that needs to stop. We want people to admire us. You need to wait on God. He's gonna do it. He he wants to do it, but he wants to do it in his timing, not when your flesh is at a high. We are to serve. The will of God, the will of the Lord, His will is to save and keep His sheep. His will is to save and keep His sheep. What is your will? If your will is anything other than that, then you need to, you need to reevaluate your life. Because that's what He's doing. And if you're not doing that, your, your eye is double. You need, to, you, need to, you need to evaluate what... 
Yeah, but you're doing the will of God, but what is the will of God? This is the will of God. It's not so you can be some famous person in the world. It's not so you can be known. It's not so you can be, uh, you know, a big church leader. It's not so you can just walk in your destiny. Yeah, that, that destiny's fine, but you need to realize that the whole destiny is for the, it's for the church. People, people center everything around the lost, but, but yeah, we need to save the lost, but God's apple is, the apple of his eye is the church. He already knows who's coming on to him. He's seen it before the beginning of, the, of days. So we're trying to send evangelists out all the time, and that's all we're doing, but we need to realize that, we need to, that God is trying to keep the sheep, and he may send you out to go get the one while he's in you, doing it with you. I hate doing the phone because then it's like messes up. Oh, here we go. John 17. Jesus spoke these words. Lifted up his eyes. Somebody get me more water. Lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. The hour has come to glorify your son. That your son also may glorify you. As you have given them him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. God is, thank you. God has, God has given glory to Jesus so that he can give the same glory to God's, to the, to the sons that he's calling. Jesus was only glorified. He was lifted up so that he can lift you up in his glory and he can take you out of the flesh and set you apart in the spirit and set you in the same place because we're supposed to be called we're supposed to be called co-heirs with Him. We're supposed to be like Him. So God sent Jesus so He can duplicate Jesus in you. God didn't just say send Jesus so that you can one day make it to heaven and you can do a few things that are pretty cool. No, He set you apart so you can walk like Him. It just said it right there. I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you, you have given me to do. And now, oh Father, glorify me together with yourself. With the glory which I had with you before the world was. And then this is where we get to it. Where I'm gonna, I talked about earlier. I have manifested your name to me. To men whom you have given me out of the world. I have given your name to, to people that you have called out of the world. They were yours. You given them to me and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given to me, and they have received them. And they have known surely that I come forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Here it is. I pray for them. I do not, do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. I hope some people on Facebook hear this, or YouTube. Do not pray for the world. And you got all these prayer circles and prayer people praying. Let's pray for the government. Oh, we need to pray for the government. Pray for the government. No, what God is everything that God is praying for is for the sheep and for the lost that He's calling in ahead of time. We need to get that going because we're, many people are doing all these prayers and then it's not even by God, and they're wondering why there's no anointing and why there's no will to pray because God ain't praying for what you're praying for, buddy. He's saying get rid of it, and He's saying pick up what I'm focused on. And people are, people are burning for things so much that they just can't do it. They can't crack the code and get with what he's doing because they're burning for something so much. And they, and they wrestle with truth because they're just burning for that one thing. 
But you need, you need to tackle that thing. What is it? Is it, is it something, is it a dream that you have, an aspiration that you have? You need to, because if you don't, I may be little right now. Maybe just thoughts here and there. But I'm telling you, it will abort you in the spirit if you don't take care of it. It will abort you in the spirit. Something that you are focused on, then it starts increasing. You start running for it more. And then you start, you still know that you, that what, that this is the right way and that's not the right way. But you can't get rid of it because it's so, so strong in your flesh. And, and it's, but it's not even so strong in your flesh. It's so strong in your own will. <coughs> and God's saying, you need, to, you need to cut these little foxes out soon because they will, they will grow big. And then they will start growing the, they will start eating the big the big uh, 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 fruit in your garden. And you will have no garden anymore. I do not pray for the world. <coughs> and all mine are yours, and yours is mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep the, your, thou your name those whom you have given me. So that's what he's focusing on. Those who ha- he has been given. Do you notice most of the time when Jesus, Jesus and the Father are talking, they're not even, they're talking about us most of the time. They're like, we need to keep them. We need to guard them. We need to get the sheep. We need, that's what they're focused on. And you're one with them. And you're focused on the world? What? what where are you saying you're dwelling with God? I don't know about that. And then we have all these people, man, we have all these guys, and they're even trying to convince me. They're doing, they have all these things where they have these kingdom business entrepreneur thing. Where I guess apparently all these guys who, you know, want to pursue business, but they're Christian, and they come together and they're like, yeah, we got to take, we got to take over the, the, the industry. We're going to, you know, God's going to bless us and we're going to blah, 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 blah. Listen, if God wants, if God wants to bless you successfully, he will do it, but he's doing it so that the that you and the sheep can benefit from it. Maybe he blesses you with a million dollars, but I bet you he's going to say, okay, you need to bless this, this group that's, that's setting people free in Africa, or you need to, or whatever God's doing. I'm telling you what, God's one day going to come, I'm, I'm prophesying, I'm telling you right now, other people have said it, there's going to be days, where, there's going to be a day where there's going to be some people that, uh, some person or some people, I think it's some people, that's what I feel, that, are, that have a lot of money, and they're going to be, and at the right timing, it's going to be like we need. To, they need to give, go give give that. They need to give a, a big amount to hot because God is doing something. God is do, and, and it's it's not going to be by striving. It's not going to be by us working more by 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 whatever that we try to do. God can pull money out of the sky. He's done it already. I, I already had my own experience where God just randomly it's randomly in my pocket. I already had it because I was seeking it. I was like, is that even possible? And God did it. But you don't, you don't, so you're seeking money so you can just pull it out of the sky. He don't need you to strive for it, but he wants you to strive for his kingdom. And then maybe one day you walk outside and it won't be raining. It'll be money coming from the sky. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Maybe. But it's not for you. It's for, it may be for you, but it's so that you can be more focused on the kingdom. So that, and his, and his words are, and his, and his will is to bless you. But he's not going to bless you if, he's, if it's going to kill you. And all these people, when I, see, when I hear these people singing, Oh, your promises are this, that, yes and amen. But if they ain't serving God and they ain't doing what he's saying and burn for the same things, 
That ain't for them. What what it says in the Bible ain't for you if you ain't with him and you ain't doing what he's doing and you ain't up and you ain't manifesting the kingdom. It's not for you. It's only for it's not for anybody that just gets saved or or, or says that says the prayer. It's for people that obey him. Okay, even if you go to the heaven, but maybe you're living in misery until you get there because God's trying to get you out of yourself. But who's going to live and be the sons of God manifested to the world? It's going to be those that obey Him, not those that just said the prayer. I, t- I vow to never use this one again. I'm going to make sure I write it down. I just got it all at the last second. Matthew 4, 8. And the devil, and this is Jesus in the, in the wilderness, everybody probably knows this. The devil's taking him in the wilderness. The devil took Jesus in the wilderness, why can't he take you in the wilderness? Why do some people complain about being in the wilderness? It's a blessing. Because guess what, it's going gonna, it's gonna to burn those desires out of you. And guess what, Satan's going to try to contempt you, tempt you now and he's going to laugh at you. Why? Because you got delivered in the wilderness. The wilderness is where you face your own lust and you conquer them. So you better stop... Everybody better stop hating the wilderness because it's how you're going to get to the next level. And what happened? Jesus did that at the beginning of his ministry. He got baptized in the water. Did he go straight and just start preaching and start healing people? No, he didn't do nothing. He went straight to the wilderness. He got baptized and he got well really endowed because he was he was the Spirit of God. But it was it was to fulfill all righteousness. So it was to fulfill all righteousness. So the Pharisees couldn't say, "Well, you didn't get blessed by John by by John the Baptist." Well, you didn't, um, well, how, John the Baptist, how, how are you approved? You didn't even, uh, God was here on the earth and you didn't even um, baptize him. So really, he, he was the Holy Spirit, but he was getting baptized to shut the demons up, to fulfill all righteousness. And Jesus, before his ministry, he had to do things under the law so that people, because he lived in the, in the Jewish environment. But then when he came into his ministry and he was, he was taught by God, then he, he broke from that because he, came, he was the one to set people free from the law and set people free under the Spirit. So people are like, oh, well, Jesus did the Sabbath and all. He only did that because he was, trying to, he was fulfilling all righteousness so, and, and people couldn't even say anything because he was there. Half the, he went to that stupid feast, but he was only doing it to set them free because the, 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 the gospel wasn't even sent to the Gentiles yet. It was set in, so he became what he was trying to... He, 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 he didn't partake in it, but he was there so that he can come, he can, uh, he can be there to pull them out. So he can, what did Paul, I forget, what did Paul call it? To, um, uh, to become things, all things to all men. So in the process of time of him learning, he was becoming all things to all men until he was ready, until his mind, his carnal mind was renewed, because Jesus had a carnal mind too, that, well, if he didn't have a carnal mind, then how come he didn't start Casting out demons from birth. Because he became flesh. And he conquered sin. He, he, didn't, he had to have a carnal mind to conquer sin. It didn't, he didn't conquer sin just, just on the cross. He conquered sin by beating it himself and not sinning himself. So that we can be set free and we can have the same power. So he came under all that for all that time. So that we can be set free and not have to do all that that they did. You see the glory that he went through for 30 years? The, 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 the struggles, I'm sure there was plenty of times, oh, here we go, the stupid cedar Sabbath again. But he was doing, to, he, was, he, was, he was in the process of time, knowing that when he turned 33, or 30 years old, whenever he started, 
he was going to be setting these people, some people free in there. Not all of them, but some people free in there. And then, and then what? He went straight to the wilderness after he was baptized. Before he began his ministry, you want to be, you want to be casting out demons, doing all this stuff, but you can't even go in the wilderness. You keep fighting. Jesus went there boldly, and he knew he was led by the Spirit. And some of you are being led into the wilderness. You're being led to a dry place. You're being led to a place that you don't like. But it's saying God's saying it's a blessing so that you can be the blessing later. You need to you need to embrace it. Embrace the fire. Again, so Satan was testing him and trying him. You're gonna you 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 don't like those voices? Well, guess what? Those voices are gonna refine you, so you keep, so you run to him and you stay with him. You don't leave him ever again. Sometimes the de- God might let the devil loose a little bit to keep you running to him so that you'll never run from him again. Matthew 4, 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into the exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, so he's showing him all the things of the world, the entertainment industry, this industry, that. Oh, I got all of it. I can give it all to you, Jesus. And he said unto him, all these things will I give thee. Satan said, If thou wilt fall down and worship me, thou saith, saith, then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him shalt thou serve. Jesus already knew he had power over all of it, but but Satan was trying to bring him under it. Satan was trying to give him all the fame, but God was already giving... He already knew God wasn't trying to give him the fame of the world so that he can be the prime minister. God was trying to give him the give him fame among the sheep, not the world. The world it says the world hates me and the world will hate you. So we're trying to get big in a religious world, but God's saying you're not going to get big in the religious world. You may get you may be seen as a figure to my sheep and you may be admired to my sheep, but not the world. Maybe it's only five people that that appreciate your gift and they enjoy it, but it's not going to be the world. And that's what the religious church is doing. They're all trying to get big in the world. You see these rappers and these artists. They're trying to bring their Christian music to the world. And they think they're going to influence people that way. But God already has, has people that are called to appreciate the gift that he's giving you. So when you try to go out there and try to go get people that are, are already damned to hell. What are you doing? You're wasting. It's all about you then. It's all about you. When we try to influence the world. We're trying to influence ourselves to get bigger. Matthew twenty twenty. Then he came to the mother of Zebedee, children with the sons, with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? She saith unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one at thy right hand and the other at thy left in the kingdom. So she knew that Jesus was pretty big. Maybe she didn't know that he was God, or she did obviously know because she said in the kingdom. So she's like, oh, these are my kids. Please put them in authority over in the kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, ye not know what ye ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I shall drink of? And to be baptized with the baptism that I baptize with? Which is not only of the Holy Ghost, but of fire? That's going to that's gonna purge you out of all flesh. That's, that's, when he's saying that, he's not just talking about the Holy Ghost. He's, he's talking about the fire. The Holy Ghost and fire. You notice it says that? It's because it's here to purge you. And it's not going to feel good. Are you willing to, he's telling that, are you willing to drink that cup? Are you willing, is your, are your kids willing to drink that cup? It's, there's a cost. 
They say unto him, she said unto him, we are able. And he said unto them, ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I baptized with. Because he was also talking to the disciples, so that's why it said them. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give. It's the Father. But it shall be given to them for whom is prepared of my Father. Prepared of my Father. Prepared of my Father. Prepared. Not just given, prepared. You're being prepared to be given authority in the kingdom by the Father. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. But Jesus called them out to him and said, Ye know that the princes, the princes of Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and that they are a great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. Minister of what? The kingdom of God. Let him be your minister. You want to be at the right hand? You want to be at his left hand? You want to sit in authority in heaven? You need to be a minister of God. Minister of God doesn't mean preacher. Minister of God means servant of his kingdom on earth. To bring, to serve heaven from, to serve what is in heaven on earth. Whatever he's given you. That's, you want to be the best of all? Everybody wants to be the best? They want to be, they want to be top, you know, they want to be so great. They want to be uh, uh, walking in power and all this. That's great. But you need to become a slave of all. You need to become servant of all. You want, to, you, want to, you want to have power over your depression, over this, over that? You need to become servant of all. And that needs to be your focus. So what if that person has an offense with you? That person doesn't like you? That person is bitter? Get, it, get over it because you're here to serve them even if they don't like you. Because that's his sheep. If you're called to rebuke and people don't like it, well get over it and keep, and, and keep doing what God's telling you to do because your purpose is not to, to, to be liked, but it's to get God, to, it's, it's so that God, to get God and them connected. That's the whole point. Every, every gift that, is, that anybody is blessed with in the kingdom is to bring the sons to the Father. Even if it's a small gift, I'm telling you. you don't even, if you don't see it, you're not going to... You need to see it. Even if you have a small gift, even if you have a small calling, or you think it's a small calling, because really it's, it's pretty big, you need to see that it's, it's significant for Him and for the people. Whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Whoever thinks that, whoever wants to be the top dog, they're going to be, they need to, if they want to be, you know, Mr. the leader, whatever, this or that, they better get back to the prayer, the prayer closet and seek him. And, and know that when they go seek him, he's going to send you to the sheep. Because when you go seek him, he starts having you go out to the, after, the, after the sheep that lead the pastor and having you go chasing in the woods. And you don't like that, because you're, you're like, I want to be in the sun when everybody's awake, and I want to be seen. But he's like, no, you want to be, a, you want to be the best of all? Go, go chase that sheep out there. Go get him. Slaps you in the butt. Go get him. You need to, we need to get real, man. It's not, this, is not, this, is for, this is for the body. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many. He came to give his life as a ransom for many. And if you're called to take us the same cup he's doing, what do you, you're called to be a ransom too for many. You're called to give yourself, you're, you're called to be 
exposed. You're called to be scratched at. You're called to be clawed at. You're called to be hated, but so that they can have eternal life. Jesus came, Jesus came from, a, from, from the eternal world to, give you, to get you to the eternal world and to get you to live in that eternal world on earth. And that's what you're called to do. By the Spirit, not by your works, not by your flesh, not by your own observation of how the kingdom should be, but when you do things by the Spirit, you will serve Him and people will turn and people will repent and that should be your joy. And if anything else is your joy, you gotta, you got to watch out. If anything else fulfills you more than seeing people give their life to the kingdom and seeing people, seeing a man that was in a pit, seeing a person that was falling seven times get up and, and say, no, this is my calling. If that doesn't excite you, if that doesn't get you burning inside, then you need to check your spiritual walk. Because those who burn for God burn for others to burn for God. Father, I thank you for this message, Father. I thank you, Lord, it's going to set some people free in here, God. It's going to get our focus off ourselves. Please get our focus off ourselves, God. We ask for it, God. And we know that all these messages that you're doing, all these foundational messages that you're sending on all those racks and on YouTube is to get us focused on ourselves. Let us cover your word again. Let us get back to our first love and love what he loves, which is his body, which is his people, which is the ones he called from the foundation of the earth. Not the world. We, yeah, we're called to love the world, but we know that the ones that we're going to serve is the ones that you bring by the Spirit, and we will serve them by the Spirit, God. Let us have the mind of the Spirit, because your mind is all, is all on them, and our mind shall be all on them. And as our mind shall be all on them, it shall not be on ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Put a, Aaron, yeah, you got it. Yeah, put on something. And just, if you feel like you've lost that, because I know every single person in this room, every single pop, pe person watching on <coughs> camera, every single, if you've been born again, I know that in the beginning you burned for souls like you never had before. Yeah. You burned for souls when you first got saved. But why not now? Because you may be dwelling with another spirit thinking it's God. You need to go back to dwell with Him and know that when you go dwell with Him, you'll know that you're with Him because it's about the body of Christ. And Lord, this will set us free so that we won't have offenses, God. Because it's about the person that we are offended about. Let us, we're going to weep, we're going to come back to that place where we weep for souls. Not so we can weep for souls just because we can show people, oh look, we're weeping for souls. I, so many people do that. And they cry all the time to look good, but look like they care, but we're going to actually care, God. Thank you, Father. Jesus.